playing a fool's game, hoping to win. And telling those sweet lies and losing again. I was looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love in two. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 28 of About That Life. I'm Will Ramirez. And I'm Mrs. Ramirez. Mrs. Ooh, I like the sound of that. I don't hear that very often. Mrs.? Yeah. Yeah, no one's referred to me as Mrs. As Miss, no, especially not Mrs. Ramirez. Yeah. I guess because it's not on any of my like legal documents yet. Yeah, I suppose I have not. yet to get around to Changing your assuming name. your last name in my government documents. Yes. We have a marriage license though, and that's legit. I that just have to get around to like changing your putting name it on my so that we are one and the same. <laughs> yes. In name and title. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, we have a great show for you today, as promised. And as we were promoting all January, we're going to be doing some questions. Except nobody submitted their questions. We're to... assuming you guys all have perfect relationships and no issues with dating and marriage and. Trying to find someone. So none, none whatsoever. We're living in a perfect utopian society, apparently. In my, which case, congratulations. My dear husband. Uh, as for us, we're out the game, baby. <laughs> uh, you know, I must say, though, in the audience's defense, this probably had something to do with our... About the about that lift, 750... 194. 7. It's, it's like seven... About that lift and then pi to like the 300th decimal. <laughs> Okay, well, it wasn't that bad, but it was not that great. Yeah. Um, so basically it was, a, it's still open, you guys. If you want to ask questions, we will answer your Do questions. Do you even remember what it is? Yeah, it's about that lift, 194. And you text And then too? you text the word, you, it texts those words to the number 37607. So anyways, we'll be doing, answering, we'll be talking about love and, and all those wonderful things over the month of February. So On account of it being February, and that's the month that, um, what's that day? Valentine's family Day. Oh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> you. <laughs> I expect my Family Day flowers. Yeah, yeah. Flowers on Family Day must be so cheap. Oh my gosh, Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So you can go both I'm on a, Valentine's and... Well, that, that, you're not saving any money. You're just spending extra on I don't second. care. I'm worth it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. So, yeah. So you guys can still send us your questions um, to about that lift 194 <laughs> um, and text those words to the number 37607. Or if that's, like, too complicated, like, don't stress out about it and just... Ask a question on Facebook or Twitter or even Instagram and then hashtag, actually, I should probably check it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Don't worry about it. Yeah, just whatever. You guys know. Find us on Facebook.com slash About That Life Podcast and we will somehow figure out how to get some some knowledge, some knowledge into your brain you. cells. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to do married people talk and that's boring and uncomfortable. That's boring. You know what I think the part of the problem is, is that a lot of people are binge listening to this show. Okay. Um, later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, so I get, I get a lot of text messages like, oh yeah, I just listened to episode six. I'm like, well, that was like six months ago. <laughs> it was funny and because I got a, a text from a friend. He's like, oh man, I was just listening to episode six where you're previewing the NFL season. 
And uh-huh. it's just like, it's hilarious. And obviously this weekend is Super Bowl. Yeah. And how I, accurate were you? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. All we I just, need to make predictions at the start of each season. Now. I, I just remember. I do. I was just, re- I was just told how hopeful I was Aww. because Tony Romo was healthy. <laughs> so that must've been <laughs> hey, like, but it turned out that, mu- that must've been like the day he got injured. So that it was we re- a bad omen that we recorded that part, or like at least the like a couple of days before. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it worked out because Dak Prescott was the man. Yeah. So you'll take it next year. Yeah. We'll see where Tony Romo ends up. Yeah, of course we're gearing up for our second annual Super Bowl party. I know it's going to be epic. I'm actually excited. Go Falcons! Yeah. Dirty birds. Apparently. I'm pretty excited. You know what? I I almost think that if if the Cowboys were to make the Super Bowl, I probably would not have a party. Why? Um, just because it like it would actually mean something to me. So like point. if they lost at the Super Bowl, you just couldn't be around people. No, it's not even that. Handle. It's just like there was just too much on the line, right? Like when like these when there's a Super Bowl party and like no, none of the teams you can just enjoy about, it. I can just enjoy the game, the spectacle, have yeah. conversations, and like enjoy the the people that are that are. You can here, be a right? good host. Yeah, I can be a good host. Yeah, right? I, I can't be a good host. Everybody, shut up. <laughs> yeah. I can't be a good host if the Cowboys are in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you were just uh, so nervous. Because, You'd be, like, swearing. Because I couldn't pay attention to, like, refilling the nachos. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I would take care of all that. I would know how serious this is to you. Yeah. I mean, I the thing is, and we're having a lot of people over for the Super Bowl party. Yeah. Um, for those of you lucky to have known about it. Actually, we've just been, it's pretty open invite. Yeah. Uh, not over this podcast. <laughs> but anyways, like... I am now thinking, crap, we're going to have a lot of people over, and I actually want to watch the game, and yeah. you're going to want to watch the game. Yeah, so but I that's might just why have to you... assign one of my girlfriends that's coming that like ha- is just, you know, doesn't care for the game, be like, hey, you're taking over. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I mean that's why you. the food has to be, like, strategically planned. So it's like, you're not like, I got to put another batch of cookies in. Yeah, like, that was me at the Christmas party you, last year. Like, you can't do that. You just got to let the food out, and, like, and it's, like, going to be mostly dudes anyway, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the expectations are low. Yeah, the expectations are going to be a little low. So no foie gras. I can't even say foie gras. Foie gras. I never. I don't. I don't know what the hell French food is. Right? Yeah. And we've what been was to it French. that you ordered at our anniversary dinner? Uh, a beef tartare. I know, and you're like, and it's cold. I didn't know what it was. I just know that it's like one of those things that you always hear on TV yeah. when people go to like fancy restaurants. Yeah, or when I'll have you're the beef like tartare. <laughs> yeah, or when like you're watching Chef Ramsay or something, right? That, yeah, like it's like, oh yeah, beef tartare. Yeah, and it's like it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it was, that like, was disappointing. It just for you. looked like like ground beef served like served cold. Served cold. I'm like and raw. And raw. It's like beef sushi. <laughs> and like, I like my meat rare when it's grilled, but like, that's still cooked. This yeah. was not This cooked. was just like a slab of cold ground beef that was and, like not cooked. And that's the thing. is like, because I don't really know what the concept is, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's good or not. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I'm just like eating it and I don't want to be like an idiot. It's like a snooty French waiter to be like, uh, that is beef tartare, sir. <laughs> and it was like, uh, it, it's a little cold. Ugh. Idiot American. <laughs> he wants his beef tartare to be warm. <laughs> Your mm. French accent needs some work. Yeah, what? You almost sounded Middle Eastern there. Yeah, it was, uh, it was all over the place. 
Um, so anyway, looking forward to Super Bowl 51. or Super Lee. Bowl. Super Bowl Lee. <laughs> it's the Asian Super Bowl. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, we're terrible. Yeah. Uh, another milestone. Racist. That's racist. <laughs> sure. What, what show were we watching that had a button? It was a radio show. Oh, Hot 97 with Ebro and Rosenberg. And oh, Laura. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they have like a sound, sound bite where it's just, that's, that's racist. racist. Uh, another milestone this week, we celebrated our ninth anniversary of our first date. <laughs> yeah. We are those people. Yeah. We even have an, we know the anniversary of like the day that we, that we met, met or like our lives crossed paths. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we, naturally we celebrated that, that, uh, uh, momentous occasion with the our dating one. Yeah, was our, on February first. Was it was on February first, a few days ago, and we celebrated that momentous occasion. It was yesterday by combining pizza, Coca Cola, and ice cream. Not all at the same time, but in in the perfect order in which in the perfect order in which God <laughs> Himself forged from the heavens <laughs> and gave to man. Oh, it was so good too! And I and I, the pizza tasted even better having just come from my boot camp class. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I'm tired and hungry. Mmm, fresh pizza waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so dating, a lot of people are, you know, in that world. Like I said before, we out the game, baby. We retired. <laughs> we retired. Uh, we are not in that hustle anymore. And uh, Thank God. And I think that gives us a unique perspective on it. Uh, well, not unique because there's a ton of people who are married and mm-hmm. they could yeah, have, easily like, have the uh, same perspective. Yeah. Um, but... I think the fact that uh, we're kind of new into it. No, whatever. We have no unique perspective. It's just us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's our perspective. And, I mean, if you're listening to this show, then you obviously yeah. give two shits. By the way, we got the E symbol on our podcast recently. Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah, I figured I'd do that before. before we get, like, in trouble? Yeah, okay, before great. iTunes Unfortunately, there will be some E. I think we... I, well, I think now that, that we already got the E Now we might as well just take full advantage of it. Oops, sorry. I hit the mic. Um, yeah. So, if you give two shits about our opinion, that's why you're listening to this podcast. So, we're going to give you our perspective. Yeah. And but we're going to drop some knowledge first. Okay, so apparently... Some knowledge. Some knowledge. So, uh, just to set the table first, if you're married and you're listening to our podcast as well, and... You know, congratulations! You made a the second. This is the second best decision you've made in your life. Um, so we're gonna drop some uh, knowledge to set the landscape of what the dating life world looks like for the millennials. 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 So fifty nine percent of adults aged eighteen to twenty nine were married in nineteen sixty, while only twenty percent of adults. Well, slow uh, down, no. slow down. Talk a little slower. What, what was that you were saying? Fifty-nine percent of adults aged eighteen to twenty-nine were married in nineteen sixty, while only twenty percent of adults that age were married in twenty eleven. Wow! So um, that dropped by forty percent. Yeah. Okay. Now, so that's that's those are the facts of what we're looking at. And those, those of, Canadian statistics or American, which I guess can just be mirrored. Uh, yeah. I, I always just count them as, as Canadian <laughs> statistics. <laughs> it's, it's usually not that different. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 40% of millennials think that dating now is harder than it was for the previous generation, but then that's millennials. They think everything is harder now than it was for the previous generation, despite the fact that they can like 
take their cell Pre- phone. Press a button and food comes to their door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so 61% of millennials who have never married would someday like to marry. And that 61%? Number, 61%. Okay, over And half. that number has not changed since the 1970s. Okay, so was it higher in like the 30s and 40s? Um, I'm assuming it was a little higher before because women didn't have really much options that have been marrying. That was like the highest office they could aspire <laughs> to. <laughs> Aw, we've come a long way. You have come a long way. Congratulations. Thank you. Although I've been reading this book, side note, mm-hmm. uh, it's called The Way of Men by Jack Donovan. And it's like, I don't know how I feel about it. He kind of has like a very like negative view of the world now, as especially as it pertains to the state of manliness. Okay. Um, which I, I can agree that manliness is kind of like whatever that means, but as he defines it, um, yeah, he doesn't have a very good look on uh, what's happening the with prospect. women. Not, not oh, of what's happening with women or with men. Well, like he seems to argue, and like the last chapter of this book is really ranty. Um, was that women are just trying to, uh, what did I, I, I kind of went on this rant with you the other day, are trying to, what, sanit, sanitize the male experience and um, just manipulate it to be more like... Be like women? Be like, to not be like women, but to like push forward the agenda of women as opposed to like... Just be a, a man. Uh, as opposed to anyone else, right? So, and in, in doing so... Um, sort of making it harder for a man to be a man in the full essence of manliness, as he defines it. Uh, it was a little weird. Got a little weird for a bit there, but... Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, millennials, this is a surprising one. Okay. Because I just assume, assumed everyone was just, you know, godless sodomites out there. <laughs> just doing... You would assume that. <laughs> But millennials are having fewer sexual partners than any other generation since their grandparents, who at the same age averaged just two partners each. So, your grandparents are not as squeaky clean as you think (laughs) they are. Yeah. And you're not as a promiscuous girl. (laughs) Oh, boy. Throwback. (laughs) Yeah, you're not the, uh, I don't know what the kids are calling them. The salute. The salute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that one, that one surprised me a little. Okay. Well, that's a good surprise, I guess. I, I, I guess. STDs. Unless you're one, unless you're one of these millennials who are hoping to be one. Of <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> I want to get laid, man. <laughs> well, all these stats are not helping me. Um, Was there any explanation as to why that is in the research that you did? Um, well, I'll get into that. I'll okay. Get, I'll get into to why that may be. Okay. And uh, I'm setting it up here. Okay. Uh, 2,500 online dating services in the U.S. alone. Oh, wow. Right? And, and I should mention, most of these stats are coming from a Psychology Today article that researched it, that referenced a Pew Research poll. Okay. Pew's legit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's 2,500 online dating services, 1,000 uh, 1, new dating services every year. What? Yeah. 1,000. That must mean there's a huge drop-off then. Like, a lot of failing online dating sites. Maybe. Maybe there isn't. Yeah. But, uh... 25,000, you said? No, no, or 2,500? 20, okay, okay. Yeah, 25,000. That's, like, more <laughs> single men and the... Uh, <laughs> more dating Viable than... sexual options than, <laughs> than are in the whole city of Toronto. Apparently. So <laughs> I've been hearing. Yeah. Uh, and here's, here's where... It, you know, it might explain the lack of sex that millennials are having. Okay. And with good for you for not having it. 
Okay. Um, I mean, you'll have to expand on that, obviously. But. <laughs> um, online daters are impractically picky, eliminating potential partners <laughs> based on everything from the shows they watch, their political preferences. Now, this is where I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Okay. Uh, maybe not that. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, the problem is you have up to maybe 3,500 dating online dating services 2500 uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> 2500 with a thousand newcomers every year every we year. don't know how many drop off yeah, thank exactly. you science major <laughs> sorry. Oh, uh, sorry about i'm that. sorry i didn't make it that far into university where i had to take the stats class <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay um people are treating it like a buffet of people mm-hmm. and because we live in a so world... So many things wrong in that sentence. Yeah, well, you you know, we live in a world where everything is, like, on demand, tailored to you. Uh-huh. It's you are the most important person on the bloody earth. Mm-hmm. Right? There's Why, thank you. <laughs> you <laughs> Perfectly really catered to someone like myself. <laughs> yeah, so you think, then, that the entire... And I'm being very general here, like... Mm-hmm. You know, this sort of behavior, to like a small extent or maybe a greater extent, makes you feel like you are the center of the, the universe. universe. Mm-hmm. And like, you're not. <laughs> right? Newsflash. You don't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and don't even think about trying to make one because yeah, we don't I, need... It's no- full. We're already competing against Joe Rogan, okay? <laughs> the Joe Which, Rogan. by the way, I actually, this is totally ta- a tangent, I actually listened to the Joe Rogan experience today for the first time, and I just remember thinking, this guy is one of the most popular podcasts. Yeah. I he, mean, he's not that much better than us people. He's, <laughs> he's got that, he's got a lockdown on that, like, 18 to 45 idiot demographic. Yeah, those, <laughs> I guess that's the ones that are that's on the, the dating sites, apparently. That's the money. So, I was actually out for a birthday dinner mm-hmm. with one of my uh, previous, uh, she's a friend of mine, and we used to work together, which, yeah, it's fine. I have a very strict policy about not going out in off hours with coworkers, but we're former coworkers, so this mm. is fine. But anyways, all women there, um, some of them were married, some of them, I think it was probably split pretty evenly down the center of individuals who were married or with like long-term partners, um, and then single girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the birthday girl was also a single girl. And one of the, her guests happened to be a matchmaker. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about, and they were kind of talking about you know, dating in Toronto and, oh, it's so difficult and, and just kind of some of the things that she encounters, um, you know, with her clients and she herself is a single girl or a single woman in her early thirties, I believe. And, um, just kind of talking about this whole buffet of humans or whatever, and how you were saying that people are being too picky. There's actually apparently like a science now of how to set up your online dating profiles in order to statistically get the most matches. And I think she had referenced match.com in particular, where if you put too little on your profile, you're not going to get matched well because... You know, you just put your profile picture up and you put, like, your city, you know, and you're the lazy online dater that's like, whatever, let me just try it. Some people has good enough. 
it was good enough for me. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, so some people are just lazy. They don't put anything. Then there's some people that put everything like, oh, I love to take a hike up this particular hiking trail and biking through this forest. And I've traveled to these countries or I'm just throwing these out. I'm just making this up off the top of my head. But if you're a little too specific and you go way too in depth in your profile, you're now, I don't know if match.com is run by an algorithm. You guys can maybe fill me in but um basically if you say that you put hiking like it'll weed out people that don't consider themselves or don't have hiking or outdoors or whatever in their profile so you're really kind of losing out on particular matches that may have been great for you but because you've been using certain keywords or you know whatever um, Match.com, eHarmony, or, you know, I don't even know who, it's got to be run by an algorithm. Yeah. You most, know, matching people by algorithms and keywords by, and things like yeah. that. So you're kind of weeding out potential suitors um, you're, you're, based on being too specific. So there's like an art and a science to filling out your online. You're relying profile. on like a low rent Google yeah. to give you the correct search results. <laughs> Not even like actual Google. No. Like, I, I, if Google came up with a service and I'd just be like, you, right. you know when Google was like, when Google's like, you type in the word and it's like, I'm feeling lucky, and it would just take you directly to whatever the first search result was. Oh, I didn't of, know that. Instead of showing you the, the results page. Mm-hmm. Well, they used to do that. I so, think I remember seeing that, but never knowing what that was about. So, like, if Google had, like, a dating service, and I was saying it would be like, Google, I'm feeling lucky. Just take, I would trust that algorithm so much because mm-hmm. it would be so perfect. Yeah. Anyway. But, so apparently with this whole filling out your online profile, um statistics show, and I I pulled these off of Pew Research as well, that about one-fifth, so one out of five people that are pursuing online dating actually get somebody or several people to help them fill out their online profile, which is, I guess in those people's case, actually a pretty smart thing to do. That's retarded. Why is that retarded? Like, why? I mean, mean, I don't know. Okay, let me rewind to before... You're paying someone to fill out your online No, they, I didn't say they're paying. They're getting someone to help them. Okay. Whether that's a friend, a family but, member. Okay, well, you said this person was a matchmaker, so presumably mm-hmm. she's earning a living off of yeah. the matchmaking. Retarded. I can't believe it. But um, it's like a side hustle for her. Okay, that's embarrassing for side hustle, as far as side hustle goes. Matchmaking is like an age-old like profession. Like a lot of people... India apparently is one of the highest because they have such a, like, arranged marriage. Yeah. And in, I know in the Hindu tradition or culture, you know, matchmaking is, like, a very reputable thing. And, like, people, I don't know if people pay, but I'm sure they do. But, you know, you're the, la- the lady in your neighborhood that's the matchmaker, she's a very busy woman. She's got mm. a lot going on. I guess. Her well, calendar like, is filled with appointments. Let's talk about Western culture and, and, yes. and, and, and you know, the the kind of uh, inner city cultures like Toronto, big city, uh, just a small town girl. Living in a lonely world. Yeah, like, so here's my thing. It's like, yeah, you're treating these things like a buffet of people. And it's just like your options, like, you don't know what you want. And the statistics show based on the same, like, the same study is that, like, Millennial, uh, where is it? Uh, pickiness is particularly problematic given that singles are bad at predicting their actual relationship preferences. It's like, you don't know. You kind of know, but you don't know, right? You thought you wanted to be with, like, a curly-haired dancer. (laughs) (laughs) 
wow, you're just going to call me out right there, yeah. eh? You thought you were going to be, guy. he's like a cool breakdancing guy. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's so cool. Okay, but in my defense, this individual of which you are speaking, I liked him in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... You know, we'll get into our story a little bit, but this person that you're talking about, I liked in high school. So I liked him because I thought he had cool hair. Yeah. Which now I'm like, I can't stand hair like that on Mm -hmm. men. Um, I thought he had cool hair and he could dance pretty well. (laughs) The whole package. He was a good dancer and he had cool hair. It was literally the only reasons I liked him. Mm. Like he wasn't funny. He used to sing, and I thought that he was a terrible singer, mm-hmm. but he would try to, like, sing for me, and I'd be like, oh, you're so good, and meanwhile, I'd be like, wow, he's the worst. I can't stand wow, his singing. you were faking? You were feigning? I was, I was feigning interest in his singing and his funniness. Like, I was laughing at jokes that were not funny at all, and this, like, is a classic example of things to not do when you apparently like someone, because then you're just like... That's a pretty red flag that you don't really like the person. And yeah. hair can go. <laughs> so don't like someone based on their hair. So Yeah, well, just in general. Life I think, lesson. I think people don't know what they want or think they have an idea. Like, a lot of people I talk to have an idea of, like, the kind of guy or a kind of girl that they want in their life. And that like, and it's all just, like, stupid crap that doesn't matter when, like... Like what? What do you guys tell well, you? Like tell just, us everything. The girls want to know. This is uh, why you're here, by no, the way. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, but it's just like, it, it's just like crap. It's just like, and none of that's going to matter when you come I home. I want I'm examples. Like, Can you let me finish, Sorry. man? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Love you. None of that's going to matter when you're doing a podcast and your <laughs> wife keeps interrupting you. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a problem. Should have caught this earlier. I flagged, <laughs> too late. It, I flagged it way too late, guys. <laughs> yeah, so this is like what you think is important is not important. Foundational things like is this a human being that can take care of themselves relatively, like keep themselves alive? You know, even that is like, sure, there's like a maturity level to that. But like, you know, what is the things that's going to split you apart? Your views on money? Your views on, like, uh, faith or any sort of, like... um, Religious. Core belief. Yeah. uh, Discrepancies will... Can cause a lot of issues. Mm Mm-hmm. Family. You know, like, look deeper than, like, oh, he likes hiking. He watches the same shows on Netflix on I do. (laughs) It's like, people just want to continue to live in this, like, echo chamber of people exactly like them. And that shit is boring. Yes. And we talked about that kind of briefly. We touched on it in our <laughs> episode about us being an interracial couple, which apparently the consensus was like, you guys are interracial. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of our closest family and friends have, you know, conveniently blurred the lines that, you know, we have the same skin tone. Yeah. So people are like, oh yeah, you guys are not from the same culture. Yeah. Just because she makes tacos and I make, you know. No. It's the other way. No, you've made tacos for Oh, you mean like, oh, that we're making each other's cultural food? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very important. And we heavily critique each other's (laughs) execution of that food. We really do. And that's another point that we'll get into is food compatibility. Food compatibility. It's up there with religious beliefs (laughs) in my books. Yeah, I think (laughs) so. Food compatibility. I think so, because I I know some couples are just like... 
you know, I'll, I'll hear the, you know, the, the griping from one end or the other about the food choices that they get. Okay. Right. Like what? Like they don't get very many food choices or they're just getting like bland food. Mm -hmm. Right. Or maybe the food is too spicy. You, you complain that it's, I make too spicy. Recently my spice levels have kind of deteriorated because. So we are interracial. She's white. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently I'm an old white woman now. Yeah. And I can't handle my spice, but. Yeah, but food compatibility is legit. I, I, yeah. You so, def- okay. So tell the people what, like, how did we meet? Because this whole episode is about meeting people. And, you know, we want to kind of walk through what this part of life looks like because it is a struggle for a lot of people. Look, like, I'll say this. So many times, like, people, people come like, to me or you and be like, oh, sure. you know, they're struggling to just meet someone, let alone date and Get you know why married. you're struggling is because you're trying too hard. Okay. You're like it's like one of those like things where like this, the more the more you struggle, try to struggle yourself out of singleness, the more it's gonna like grip you in. I wasn't trying to not be single. To not be single when I met you, mm-hmm. and like, listen, I get it. Even though I'm out the game, like. You know, I get some people are like, ah, I want to be married since they were like fetuses, right? (laughs) That wasn't my thing. Like, when I met you, I was, I had just finished up college, um, Mm -hmm. which, you know, was one of the reasons that I just, I also didn't want to be single. I'm like, yo, I got got money to make. I got things to do, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I thought I was going to be like a baller and be like one of these cool downtown guys with a condo and an Audi. (laughs) Um... A, a King, well, a King Street douchebag. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I thought I was. I thought I was gonna. I thought that that was what life had ahead ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, it turned out to not be the case. But like, what what it ended up being was ultimately a lot better, right? And you know, like, where do you meet people online? Da, da, da. It's like you're gonna pick people online based on these like uh, a la carte options. It's like you're starting to trick yourself into thinking that. The person that checks off all your boxes for your keywords is going to, like, exist and be perfect. Or that those keywords even matter. Well, yeah, because apparently, like, most of, the, most of the people who end up meeting online and, like, you know, of the very, of, like, the 10% of people who start talking online and eventually take it offline and meet up in human form. Yeah. Like, that doesn't work out very much either, right? Yeah, exactly. There's actually a statistic here, again, from Pew Research that says that 5% of marriages, so relationships that go all the way to marriage, only 5% of them say that they met online. And these statistics are from 2016, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of the data comes from about 2015. And I don't suspect that these numbers have changed all that much in a year. Uh, So... So yeah, that's only about 5%. And still majority of people in North America, 88% of them say that they met their spouse in person, like offline, essentially. Yeah. So that's like almost, that's that's close. That's like... Are there, are there divorce rates still like the same? Like what is it, like 50-50 or... It's about 48% divorced. Uh, so 52% married or I guess single or yeah. So you could say so that 52%, 52% of marriages end in death. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You never really looked at the other well, if, statistics. Well, if they don't get divorced, then presumably they 
go until somebody dies, right? Yeah. So a little bit about our story is that we kind of met, and we kind of have talked about this in previous episodes, Mm -hmm. just kind of alluded to it, but we kind of met semi-online and semi-offline. Yeah. So uh, Will's cousin was a good friend of mine, is still a good friend of mine, Um, and we met, I met her in our church. Mm -hmm. Um, Her and I were attending the same church where we, well, where I grew up, and um, yeah, so she is Will's cousin, and we didn't really meet in person at first, mm-hmm. but you had kind of started hanging out with, you know, a bunch of my group of friends. So I had messaged you and was like, hey, I've been hearing a lot about you. Like, just this was like 2007. Mm-hmm. And uh, I Facebook messaged you and was like, okay, you know what? All my friends have been hanging out with this guy. And it just never worked out for us to actually, like, meet. Because you're too cool. I was, I was very busy. It was the summer after first year of university. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just was like, let me just message this guy, whatever. A lot of my friends were like, oh, yeah, he's really cool. He's really funny, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me just like message this You're guy. very bright, observant, intuitive <laughs> Wonderful. Friends. Yes. So I just messaged you with, in a friendly way and was like, hey, dude, whatever, like, we haven't had a chance to meet. I've heard a lot about you, and I, you've been hanging out with my group of friends. That's pretty cool. Hopefully, we'll run into each other at some point. Yeah. And yeah, and then we just kind of started a conversation off of that message yeah. on Facebook. And then we moved it to MSN. So we MSN. <laughs> no, I don't official. think we moved it to MSN until after we'd met. Because I remember you clearly being like, now that we've met, we can move this to MSN. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a very clear MSN protocol. Yeah, you don't just add anything. <laughs> and Facebook was still very new, so there wasn't really a lot of like, uh-oh, Facebook protocol. Poking was still a thing. Poking still... was still a thing. That was so <laughs> weird. And you were quite the poker. <laughs> you yeah. poked a lot. It's so annoying. Um, so anyways... Yeah, so that's kind of like our story of how we essentially met um, after like I think a few, like a week or two of like chatting kind of back and forth over Facebook message. Yeah. Not really like the, yeah, so it was the inbox messages. I was like, hey, a bunch of us that people that I knew you had already met, like from my friends, like, hey, a bunch of us are going to go get coffee at such and such place. If you're around, like you should come out. Yeah. And there was, like, a big group of us. It was probably, like, 10 or 12 people. Yeah, and it was, like, in, in Brampton. It was, like, a suburb of Toronto. I'm from Toronto, and, like, I actually just happened to be in Brampton that... Had to go to Brampton that day. Did you really? Yeah, I had to go drop off the hard drive for some work I was doing. Uh-huh. For, like, a show I was working on. So it just worked out? Uh, yeah, it just worked out. I mean, I probably would have gone anyway. Really? Yeah, I probably would have gone anyway. Why? Uh, not like I was doing anything else. Okay. All right? It was just, like... What was it, like August? And I had nothing going on. <laughs> I had no full-time job. I was just, like, doing this, like, freelance, freelance, yeah. freelance editing gigs. Um, so I was like, all right, well, cool. Yeah, people, I'll go. <laughs> anyway, so from that, like, yeah, we continued to build a relationship. And moved it to MSN. Moved it to MSN and then to the phone. And then... I remember when you called me the first time. Yeah, then we moved it to the phone. And then the phone calls became more frequent and longer Later into the night, and then <laughs> and then your mom called me. Shut up! You don't have to get into that much detail. So basically, yeah. So that's kind of how our relationship progressed. So technically, we met online. We yeah. started our relationship online for like two weeks, but we mm-hmm. already had 
like a group of human beings in the flesh that could like that had already met you that knew vouch yeah that already knew him and knew me and they were like one of my like some of my best friends so which leads me to the next problem what right is that because people's like friendships quote unquote like um they're so like superficial and feigned like everything else um you can't who's gonna vouch for someone else nobody wants to be the one who says like i vouch for that guy or like you stay away from that guy or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Um, like, build strong relationships, guys and girls. Like, dudes, you need to be looking out for your bros. Like, mm-hmm. there's some, like... There's some crazy-ass bitches out there. There's some tripping, tripping girls out there. <laughs> um, and it's, uh, yeah, you got to watch out for them. You got to, you gotta like, vet them, mm-hmm. right? Like, Well, how does a guy, how does a, a bro vet a potential girl that's trying to date one of his friends? Like, how would you practically do that? You, you, like, hang out. You just put people into, like, social interactions where they talk. And it's like, okay, well, how does this girl do? What is she about? Mm. Oh, have, it's, like, fun. She's funny. Have She's her fun. explain herself to another objective human being. Yeah, absolutely. And if it still sounds as good when your friend hears it mm-hmm. and doesn't care about how pretty she might be. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, maybe maybe she's a keeper. Have you had an, like an interaction like that before where you're like, hey, that girl's crazy. She should not be dating so-and-so. Or um, the other way around where you're like, oh, yeah, she's really cool or whatever. Yeah, I think, I think I've been in a, in a, like, unofficially. Nobody, I, I don't think anybody's ever asked me. It's like, hey, can you, like, vet this girl for me? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone ever says that. It's like nobody's, like, it's, you know, it's like she's not, like, being nominated for, like, a, a cabinet position or something. <laughs> right? she, doesn't, she doesn't need to be confirmed by Congress. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Eh, maybe, maybe she should. <laughs> yeah, maybe she should. No, it's like I'm in a position where like I meet like a close friend's girlfriend for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll try to get to know her because I want to know what she's about. Why is she, you know, <laughs> how did this come together? Yeah. Because, you know, I want to, like, I'd like to think with certain relationships that I have with some guys is that I can come up to you and be like, listen, that girl's wrong. or yeah. And not just be like... She's ugly. <laughs> you know, her, yeah. her teeth ain't on straight and her eyes are this. It's like, no. It's just like, yeah. is she, like, is a she person? And is, she, is she legit? Is she about something in life that mm-hmm. that is, you know, compatible with what you're about in yeah. life and what I know about you? Yeah, for sure. And I think the same thing goes with girls as well. A girlfriend of mine was actually, I guess, dating this guy. They were just still in the talking phase. And so there was a lot of, there had been some, like, dinners or coffees out and, you know, he would text and they would talk on the phone every now and then. And like right away, some of the things she was telling me, I'm like, okay, it's not even that he was sketchy or there was necessarily anything particularly wrong with him. I just was like, he's not, it just, it wasn't vibing in my like core mm-hmm. for her. Like, I'm like, I'm sure he's going to be an amazing partner and boyfriend and husband or whatever for someone else. But just like knowing her, I was like, all right, this guy is just, like, too serious. He needs to chill out. Like, you're not like that, you know? Like, she's a very funny, vivacious person. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, this guy needs to just, like, chill. And so eventually, you know, it didn't really formulate into anything serious. But but that's the thing is, like, I didn't necessarily – I didn't even see him. Yeah. Um, Turns out I actually knew him from way back when, but – you know, right away, just from hearing her talk about their interactions, I was like, eh, 
I don't know about this. You Just, were vetted. Was I? Yeah, you but, didn't even know what happened. Oh, really? Before we even started dating, really. Like, it's it's not even that it was, like, an official, like, this is your confirmation hearing. Okay. Uh, but, like, when you came to my 24th birthday. Okay, yeah. We had it at... Uh, Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's, mm-hmm. which is also where I had my bachelor party. Oh, full circle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, you were there. A lot of my, like, really close friends were there. My mm-hmm. mom was there. My sister was there. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and everybody, like, nobody, there wasn't, we weren't dating. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knew what, you know, whether. We were, we were. dating, but it was, like, not no, we public knowledge. Yes, we were. Were we? Yes, we were dating. My 24th birthday? In 2008? Yeah. October? We'd already been dating for, like, six months. Oh, yeah. I guess we were. <laughs> but we were, like, on the down low about it just because right. of, like, my... Man, we kind of talked about this in a previous episode on account of us being interracial. Yeah. And my culture not really understanding dating. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, we can date, but, like, we can't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really awkward being at this party, and you had to introduce me as your friend. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was funny because afterwards, my mom came up to me. And she's like, I like her. You should you should go out with her. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's and, nice. And, um, yeah, I was just like, okay. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> sweet. Yeah, because I'd never really, like, introduced my mom to, like, a girl that I was interested in or much less, you know, anyone that I ever went out with once or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, um, that had never happened. So... Um, for her to give that blessing and then like a lot of my friends were there and they seemed cool with you and you were like interacting well. Yeah. Um, I was like, all right, cool. And like, I'm sure if there were like red flags raised, I'm sure I would have gotten a call or a text or something from some, some of the guys that were there. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah. Sweet. So I passed the test. You did. You did. <laughs> Clearly we're sitting here. But today. like, I didn't, I didn't even plan that as like, oh, well, I'm going to bet this chick tonight. Like, yeah. Like we'd already been dating. Yeah. First time. But, like, yeah, that's the thing is, you know, that was still early on. And yeah. if there was, like, serious red flags, like, we're not married. Like, you could just be like, hey, this isn't going to work out. Like, whatever. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I think, it, yeah, it hadn't even been a full year yet. Yeah. So, like, it's, I don't know. It's tough. Like, this whole episode, like I said, is supposed to be about, you know, where do you meet people? So, obviously, we've kind of talked about the online thing. Mind you, a lot of people, and, like, another study was showing it's, like, in the early, or I guess, Mid to late 2000s is when online dating really blew up. Yeah. And now I think it's about like how many, what's the statistic of people on mobile apps? So basically since in 2005, about 44% of people said that online dating was a good way to meet people. Yeah. Um, Now when 2015, so 10 years after... Almost 60% of people said that it's a good way to meet people. Well, people can't even be bothered to, like, read a damn profile anymore. Like, that's asking a lot of someone. So they just want to, like, like look at a picture and swipe in one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, the mobile like the, the mobile dating apps thing, it's like every other app. There's always just, like, some stupid gimmick. Like, what's that bagels and cream cheese or whatever? <laughs> coffee. Coffee and bagel. Coffee and bagel. Uh, what, what is it? Only the girls can message the guys? So, oh, that's Bumble. Bumble. Okay. So what's and the one, girls- what's the one where only girls can message the guys, but only if it's the first of the month, but then <laughs> um, between the 15th and 30th, the guys can message the girls, <laughs> but not before what- six. <laughs> 
you know, you're being a little bit of a dick right now because, like, you're out of the game. Yeah. Like, t- really? I earned it. You know what? First of all, I messaged you. Okay? <laughs> Let's uh, not get it twisted. Humble people. bombs. Okay, exactly. Let's not get it twisted. I messaged him. Mind you, it was in a friendly way because I wasn't like, oh, hey, hottie, I'm interested in you. Yeah. That was not the case. So from the time that I messaged you to the, our first date was like six months. Yeah. So that was like six months of like talking, getting to know one another, hanging out in groups or like just doing like very platonic things or whatever and just getting to know one another. Um, mind you, I don't think that friendship was very long, but it was like... Look, I'm not we hating... Got, we became friends so fast. I'm not hating on the game. I'm not hating on like the, uh, the people who are in it. You know, like I generally feel that it's like it's it's hard out there given given the type of people and generation that we are and the type of landscape that we're living in Mm -hmm. but like at the same time what i'm kind of going on about is these stupid apps okay right so then what would your like practical advice be then for someone that's living in the city you know how are you supposed to actually meet people then because like all you ever hear about is online dating apps. Like, where do you meet people? You have friends, right? Presumably. Okay, yeah. And they have friends. So here are some other statistics. So in the 30s and 40s, you know, majority of people met people in three places. That was either in their community, like in their neighborhood. So like, oh, the guy that lives up the street, Mr. Johnson's son, um, in their church, and um, like just through like work. So basically your community, like where you work, where you go to school, so universities, all of that has gone downhill. And now um, that's still a declining statistic, church, work, college, neighborhood, and even through friends and family is actually going down. Yeah, I think you're not going to meet somebody right now when you're looking for like a checklist of things that you want in, in like a person that like don't really matter, right? And I think that like if you start to like look at like you know, investigate the kind of person that you are and, like, who you really are and start kind of being about your life and, like, being your true self, I guess. Um, And that's when you'll kind of, I don't know, draw the universe, God, whatever, will bring you someone if... Or not. Like, who cares? Like, your, your purpose in life isn't to get married, right? And, like, just, you know, live your life until you have, you are presented with such an opportunity. I agree with you like a hundred percent, but I don't think that, like I said, you're like, I'm out of the game. Like you've been out of the game for almost 10 years now. So you have to understand the heart of a person though, babe, like people, it's almost Valentine's day. And like, there's loneliness, you know, like you text me every single day from work. I'm about to call you out right now. And you always say, I miss you. Yeah, it's true. Because I don't want to <laughs> be like, at dude, work. I'm like, dude, you just saw <laughs> Oh, so it's not because you actually miss me. I do miss you. I miss, like, being and hanging out with you and having fun with you. Yeah. As opposed to, like, being at work and going to, like, back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings from 9 in the morning until 5. So, so you understand, like, there's pleasure that comes in the heart from being with someone. Yeah, I you get know? it. Like, solitary confinement, that there's a reason it's, like, a killer. So... You have to understand the heart of a person. It's like, yeah, obviously you want to live your life and like, you know, hope that God or universe or whatever your belief is, you know, that someone will align into your life and you guys will cross paths just like we cross paths. Like you said, you had already planned to be in Brampton that day. 
that I invited you out for coffee in Brampton. So, okay, but are you still hanging on to this notion that there's like the one? Of course, really? always. I will never. I will take this with me till I die. <laughs> I don't think there is, and I think that notion is hurtful to the climate of. Uh, romance nowadays. Like, I don't, I'm not like, nope, this guy who's perfectly good is not the one. I think you're right. Like, when I think of the one, it's like the person that I've married, the one that I've chosen. So, for example, when we were, I, I alluded to this earlier, when we were broken up, um, I think it had almost been a year since we'd been broken up, and it was not a pretty picture. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, I was like, okay, my self-esteem was kind of low, I was needing a little... <laughs> quick hit of like someone to just tell me I was pretty or whatever. So I went online for a total of three days. And the first day that I was online, I can't even remember what website it was. Mm -hmm. It was like one of the free ones, not plenty of fish, but it was one of the ones where you get like a trial period. I'm like, I'm not paying for this. Mm -hmm. So at first you create your profile and I was super lazy. I had three bullet points in my like description Likes to have fun, or I don't even, I think, put that. I just, like, I don't even know. It was basically three Who's the person points. that puts, I hate fun? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, I did it for three days. The first night it is, like, the night that you get, like, approved by the company to, like, make sure you're not posting any. You, like, upload your profile picture, but you still have to get, like, approved. That mm-hmm. makes sure it's not, like, inappropriate or whatever. So, I remember... I I realized the moment that, or, like, the time period that my profile picture got, like, approved and, like, visible and not just, like, an avatar thing Mm -hmm. because my phone started blowing up. (laughs) Oh, hot stuff coming through. I was like, wow, these guys are hitting me up based on my profile picture. And I'm like, it wasn't inappropriate. It was just, like, I had nice hair, nice makeup, good to go. And, like, literally my profile was non-existent. It was, like, like I said, three bullet points. Likes to eat good food. Pro, have fun. Likes dogs or something like that. So lazy. And so I just remember, like, I was just coming from, like, a place of, like, loneliness. You know? And I remember feeling, like, I'm tired of, like, kind of feeling alone. And that was only, like, not even a year of being broken up. Mm -hmm. You know? And so... At that point, like, I'd kind of gotten over, like, the grief of her, our relationship ending. And I was kind of like, okay, I guess I have to move on with my life. And I'm a very people person. So being alone in that way was hard for me, even though you were my first boyfriend. So I'd been living my life essentially single mm-hmm. until we met. And that was my first real relationship. And so I figured, okay, time to move on. And so, like, it's hard to just be like, well, live your life. People will just come around, you know? Like... People feel lonely. People want companionship. Yeah, but people are also nowadays in completely unable to make a decision. And when they're presented with this, like, buffet of humans, then they start, like, I just learned a new term today. It's called FOBO. Uh, What's that? Fear of the other, of missing out. I don't know. No, fear of missing out is another one. Fear of better better options. Yeah. So you're seeing, you're swiping, it's like, oh, da, da, da. But then the person is like, oh, man, but there was that one a couple swipes ago that... (laughs) I'm going to kind of hold out to see if she, uh, you know, matches up with me. Yeah. And then, like, you're constantly... I do agree with that. You're constantly living in the past, and people just are, like, unable to, like, commit because of, like, that, you know, oh, there might be better options, might be better options. It's like, screw your options, make a decision. And, that, and like, okay, you know, I, like, I'm not... 
I'm not like this. You're coming har- across as very insensitive. No, and I get that. I get that. I, I completely understand that I'm coming across as like a very heartless bastard right now. But like, you Which know, you're not. I, I'm absolutely not. But like, I think, I think people are making you know uh, way too much of it. I think, um, you know, and it's like I have I have boys who are like in this struggle and are like trying to meet someone who's got like who meets a certain criteria and like. I get it. You want somebody that fits in your life. It's like, is that really what you want? You know what I mean? Is that really what you need? And like... Maybe that's what they want, but it's not what they need. It's 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 most likely not what they need. Mm-hmm. Right? And... Because the thing is, what most people need is somebody to challenge them and make them... And help them grow and be a better person... Be a better version of themselves. And someone who's exactly like you is not going to do that. Yeah. So someone who likes hiking and likes, uh, you know, uh, watching Mad Men the same as you do and, like, watch, like, all the shows that you do and stuff like that, that's not, that's not going to challenge you. It's going to become monotonous. And then you're going to be complaining about, oh, the spark is gone. Yeah, and, and like, that's like the yeah, main like, reason that a lot of people. Yeah, like get no divorced. shit, the spark is gone because you're getting older and you can't hike every day. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, or there's other things to do. Is like, oh wow, you, you know, you, you're gonna start to like feel like the spark is gone once you, you know, you you can't binge a season of, you know, whatever it is people watch nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I, I'm not completely insensitive to like the. The, the plight. The plight of single people, especially. But, like, the complaint that, like, um, oh, there's nobody out there. People don't want to commit. People do want to commit. Clearly. The, 64- 61% of millennials who have never been married would like to someday be married. And that number hasn't changed since the 70s. So it's not, you're not any worse off than your grandparents. Mm-hmm. We, have, we, we have data to prove that, right? So it's just, so, so then what's happening? You have a bunch of single people who want the same thing but just can't decide. That's true. So, so it's like it's a embarrassment of riches. Yeah, you have like a buffet many, of people, and too like many options. Uh, it's like going to Mandarin. You can't, you know, you 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 know, you're like you you fill up so much, and then it's like, oh man, you're always thinking back. I should have had more dessert, or should I missed? <laughs> I'm, oh, you got that. Somebody starts talking about like a dish that they had at a buffet that you didn't see, mm-hmm. and now you feel like you missed out on mm-hmm. like the world. It's like you know what, and we've. When we were broken up, I remember people would say, like, oh, well, you know, you guys are the only ones each other has ever dated. Maybe, like, he need this is what people would say to me, at least. Maybe he's just feeling unsure and he wants to just see what else is out there. I'm like, F whatever's out there. I'm the best of the best. <laughs> you know, as if that's, like, a valid excuse. Like, like Was you know, that the case? You tell me right now in front of all these people in the... <laughs> audience that aren't here <laughs> no i mean it wasn't the case we broke up because i had like some serious like serious issues serious <laughs> issues that i that and i think we both did if we're gonna call each other out and i'm not gonna, not gonna, not gonna go into what those are but like we, we had, can talk about it off the air like I, I i personally for me had some had some issues that i needed to resolve mm-hmm. within myself before i could make that commitment legitimately with peace in my mind so and did my you heart. but did you ever think like maybe she's not the one i'm supposed to be with Blah blah blah. Yeah, I had to be. Do you want to have other options? Like I wasn't looking for options. Like I was like, you know, like it was a very dark time, and like, and this is something that a lot of people are doing nowadays too. There was data. I didn't pull the exact data, but like the whole self sabotage thing, right? Mm. Because you're constantly like looking out over your shoulder of like, oh, well, maybe there was that one. Maybe I missed that one, mm-hmm. or maybe that one would have been better. And you're looking over your shoulder, but like, you know, and then you're, you're not you're not committing. So it's like. I, I think you're just at the 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 point where our relationship took the turn 
and sort of started sprinting towards marriage Mm -hmm. was the moment that I decided that's like, hey, listen, you know, like, yeah, what am I doing? I love you. Um, There's, I I have issues. Yeah, I'm never going to be perfect. But like, I've kind of gotten myself to a point where I'm at peace and like, let's do this. And I, and I made that decision. Right. What made you make that decision? Well, you know, we had a lot of conversations. You kind of helped snap me out of it. Um, but yeah, ladies, I legit was just like, what are we doing? You have this much time to decide. And if not, goodbye. Don't, don't say that too. Oh, really? Why? (laughs) It worked. (laughs) Yeah. But like, like you're saying to me, it's like, oh, it's easy for you to say it worked. Uh It's just like every other (laughs) dude. Every relationship is different. Every other dude is not me. Every other girl is not you. It's not going to be like the the circumstances are not going to be the same. It may not be said in the same spirit that you said it. And it may not be received in the same spirit that I received it. Yeah. Right. That's true. Okay, um, never mind. Scratch that. So, yeah, I would never, like, you know, there's there's very, you, you have to understand the circumstances of a relationship before you recommend somebody being like, ladies, no, call him out. And, like, full, like, head. <laughs> I was not twisting going my neck, first of all. <laughs> okay, like, I do, no, you know what? No, it stands. Ladies, if he's been dragging his feet, at this point, we had had a history of, like, yeah, Eight but years. no, because no. that's subjective. Like, who's it is subjective for some girl? Like a couple months, <laughs> okay, a couple so weeks is going to be dragging their feet. That's true. Okay, I granted, I will give you that. But I mean, in our particular circumstance, I'm fine. Yeah, in that particular circumstance, it was fine, and yeah, it worked, and, I, and that's what you know. It's not. Yeah, it, it's what I needed to kind of like realize. Okay, this is my last chance. I'm either going to like, you know. uh have the balls to like try for something great in my life mm-hmm. or just give up and feel sorry for myself mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, that's a choice that I made and that's sort of a choice. And it's like, I was already weighing that out within myself. Right. But if a dude is just checked out and he's not like there and just doesn't have the balls to leave and you come and say that and it's just like, all right, great. You gave me an out. Bye. That's and, what happened. That's the reason we broke up in the first place. In which case, good riddance. Right. Oh my god, what the hell? No, I mean, like, if he dips, then, No, me. You talking about me? This is getting too confusing. Okay. (laughs) Are we talking hypothetical or about our particular situation? Yeah, it's too confusing. Okay. Um, Yeah, so that's what I... Like, I'm not just being, like, a heartless jerk about this, right? Like, I get it. But, like, people are overcomplicating it. Make a decision. So that's what the advice you would give to a guy? What would you say to a girl? (laughs) I don't know. I'd have to know the circumstances of, like, like a, just a single girl who's just, like, never had a... Like, I don't know. I mean, like I said, like p- lonely... You know, I know I would feel lonely, and I do feel for a lot of these girls that I meet, you know... But, that- like, see, here's my thing. I feel like if you're, like, if you're lonely, and, like, you just have no one in your life, or, like, you're just... Or you maybe you have people in your life, and you still feel lonely, I think there's there's something else going on that isn't just... Oh, poor me. I'm so alone. I mean, obviously, that's not what I mean. You know what I mean. It's like somebody to go out with on a Friday night for a date, you know? Somebody that you want to, like... I know girls have expressed to me, like, for example, if there's, like, a concert they want to go to, you know? Like, so go to a concert. So, go be I intentional know, about like, building relationships and or just building friendships. With dudes just, or with other girls? With dudes and girls. Like, build friendships. Build human interactions with people and build from there. Like, you can't... like. Y- 
I don't know. Like, you can't just go to the buffet and just be All like, All right, expecting. so what about the single girls that always just hang out with other girls? What would you say to them? They need to not hang out with other girls. Well, you just said girls and guys. So, like... Listen, yeah, but, like, if I'm, if girls I'm, and guys. Like, girl, you, you, you need to, like... You are getting so Yeah, because, right like, because you're, you're, like, just, you're just, you know, dismissing everything I say. And it's just, like, what I'm saying is, like, you need to be in, in interactions with people, right? Yes, girls and guys. But if your clique is, like, so, like you know, impenetrable that a guy that none of you are comfortable, uh, bringing a guy into the equation, then I think you're interdependent and there's a, probably another issue going on that you just, that there's like greater insecurity that you're not being able to bring like a, someone into the opposite sex and like be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? There's like insecurity there. There's like insecurity that you're all just more than happy to kind of feed in a huddled mass of it, girls. It, yeah, exactly. So like be social, like, and I get it. I'm an introvert. That's not easy for me, mm-hmm. but like you have to like open up, like whether it's your heart, your life, you just have to open yourself up and I like, get it. That's scary. It hurts. You could get hurt. You could be rejected. You could be rejected. I get it. It's, it sucks, but like, it's the only way that someone can get in. Mm-hmm. No risk, no reward. That's it. And, so, uh, and we're right on time. Are we? Yeah. Now I'm mad at you. Yeah, I bet you are, because I just <laughs> dropped some truth, and people don't want to hear it. They want to hear, oh, you go, girl. You- no, that's not what I mean. And you know I've never been a you go, girl kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I mean, at the heart of it, being in a relationship is awesome, but it's really, like you said earlier, it's not everything. Yeah, stop worshipping it. Stop worshipping at the altar of relationships. And you know what? It is true. Like, if you just kind of, like, stay in your lane, but be open. Like, I like to think of it as, like, an open-handed, like, mentality. You know? Like, you hold people close. You have your relationships. But be open. Like, be open to, you know, if somebody invites you out to, like, a house party that they're having, a Super Bowl party, let's say. And you're (laughs) like, oh, I don't really like football. It's like, the point is not to watch football. You know? Like, like the point is to be in a room with other people, maybe a new person. Yeah. Like, when I invite people over, yeah, I have people that I know are going to, like, appreciate the game and stuff just because... I don't want it to just all be a bunch of people in the other rooms. Like, is it halftime yet? Yeah. Is Beyonce on? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Like, but I, I don't care. It's like, you you like football? That's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Just come to my house and eat my food. I'm going to put food in your mouth. <laughs> and there will be other people there and you will... Should you happen to be around food? And that's another... That's a practical tip I would give to the ladies out there. If you're at a party, especially if you're at, like, a intimate house party of some sort, um, hang out around the food table. Yeah, it'll just be, like, a lineup of dudes. Yeah, there's a lineup <laughs> of dudes. Well, not in the, just not necessarily just this particular one, but, I mean, like, any house party for anyone. There'll still be a lineup of dudes because <laughs> the, the dudes are going to want to eat. Yeah, exactly. So just kind of, like, hover around the food table, which I just do because there's food there. Yeah. But if you're single, that's a very practical way to kind of get in the crosshairs of, like, where people are going to congregate. Don't just sit in a corner chatting with another single girl. Like, chat for five minutes, and then be like, I'm just going to go get another snack, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Or include another dude into your conversation with the two girls. Don't go off into, like, some private place to have chit-chat. It's like, it's not about the time. Yeah, And dudes, for the love of God, don't be awkward, man. Yeah. Like, learn to have a conversation and make eye contact and be pleasant. Mm-hmm. Like, 
don't be like, oh, well, you know, if I'm too nice, she's going to think I want to marry her. It's like, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> it's just like easy there, like, you know, Fabio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So hopefully that you guys found some of that helpful. We need to work out some of our issues right oh, now. No, no, podcast <laughs> going. Keep going. Off We're going to do air. a three-hour show today. I just want you to be a little nicer is all. An uh, understanding. I'm very understanding and nice, but yeah. some, that's, the, the time for that is not right now. Yes. Okay. Well, the time right now is to say goodbye to our lovely listeners. Yeah, it and is that time to say yes. goodbye. So uh, next year we'll be, or oh. next week we'll be back with you. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I will be back. Um, Yeah, so in the meantime, check us out on facebook.com slash aboutthatlife. And you can find us on iTunes, on Google Play. And if you want to stream previous episodes, I think you can now do that on iTunes as well. Yeah. As well as on willandoctavia.com. Um, anything else you want to add, Mr. Love Machine? Uh, uh, I'm going to make my prediction for the Super Bowl. I think, uh... uh, New England. I think the Falcons are going to do it. All right. Guess we'll come back with the results next week. I think they're going to do it. (laughs) You know, so we're going to run some Outcast, some, uh, Usher, and Ludacris. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Uh, so enjoy your Super Bowl. Enjoy your February. On that note... Bye-bye. I'm Will Ramirez. I'm Octavia Ramirez. Bye. Bye. In all the wrong places In too many faces Searching their eyes Looking for traces Of what